used to having somewhat frosty relationship at times with the media, but uh, unjustly, unjustly accused, I would say. Yep. No, um, no, I, um, you know, I was literally just sitting with my folks and I got a call from Brian Estridge, who's the voice of the Horn Frogs, PCU, who I knew from my time there. And he asked me if I'd be interested. And I said, uh, absolutely. You know, so um, I'm scheduled to do three games. I hope I get to do them all. Like I still realize I could get fired after the first one. Good. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know if I'm any good or not. I know I'm, pre- I'm enjoying preparing for it, you know, but um, I was actually found myself Dana Holgers. I've got Houston um, in the in the first game, Houston and Louisiana, and Dana Holgerson had a press conference the other day, and they sent me a link. So it was it was on Zoom, and I was actually in the press conference, <laughs> and Dana was sitting in his office, and like, and of course, Dana's pretty animated anyway, and I had my camera off and my, and my mute off. I was just listening, but I could see Dana and I, I was, I mean, I was like immediately, I could just tell like Dana has 8 million things going on right now, right? Transfer portal, bowl prep, recruiting, all this stuff. And you could just, you could tell, and he did a great job of it all, but I knew exactly where he was coming from sitting there watching him. Kind of weird to be on this side of it. Yeah, that's uh that's fantastic. So, so Memphis is going to be, it's not going to be your first one, but it'll be one of the, Three. Um, you know, it's an interesting time, and, and I don't know uh, of anyone who has a more unique perspective of Memphis. There's, you know, been a lot of back and forth about, you know, the performance this season, but they are going to a bowl game. Just from what you've seen and, and uh, you know, what you know about the ins and outs of Memphis football, what do you make of, you know, their season and, and, and what Ryan Silverfield is doing? It is crazy to be asking you these questions as, like, an analyst, but, like, that, Coach, that is that's what you are now. You know, these are the questions that come at you. <laughs> well, I, I, all I know is what I've seen on TV. And I've got to watch a lot of football um, this fall. And I think they're really close. I mean, from a coach's perspective, I watch them. They're well coached in all three phases of the game. And they, I mean, you take the the Houston game. I mean, just an absolute gut punch, right? Just, I mean, you know, they really kicked Houston, had Houston beat, I should say. And then it kind of fell apart there at the end. And it, you just feel for him as a person. But also, if you look at it as a coach, you think, that, you know, they obviously know what they're doing. Okay? Like, they had a few things not go their way. And I know Memphis fans uh, want more. And, you know, I get that part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I take a lot of pride in the fact they do want more. Because it wasn't very long ago. They just wanted you to show that you were competent, right? Yep. Like, my, my first year, we won four games, and I got a contract extension. That's how bad we were, and that was not that long ago, you know? So I, I take pride in the fact that we have, um, you know, these expectations now. Um, I think we need to temper them a little bit, but I just think they're really close. They've got a really good quarterback, and, you know, looking at it from a coach's perspective, they – they know what they're doing. I like the way you still say "we," Coach. What, what do you What do you think about? <laughs> tell me what you think about Seth Henning and that quarterback that you mentioned. Just having watched as much of him as you did this year. Oh, I love him. I think he's. he's I'm not sure how old is he. Is he a sophomore or going to be a junior? Yeah, he's a true sophomore. Junior, yeah. yeah, true sophomore. Okay, that's right. 
Um, I think he's I think he's really good. You know, I think he can continue to build around him and and get some more skill play. You know, over the last couple of years, Memphis has been almost had an embarrassment of riches in the skill positions. You know, when you start to think about the tailbacks that have come through there and you think about the receivers that have come through there, I mean, it's it rivals anybody in America. Okay, we're not just talking the American Conference. I'm talking about anywhere, anywhere. And, um, you know, they're not quite at that level, but they're still really, really good. And I think they can continue to surround him with one or two more pieces. I think they got a chance to be incredibly explosive offensively. We're talking to a future media star, Justin Fuente, here yeah. on the show. Um, when, when you were at Memphis, and you talk about it, I mean, you, you, we, we all know and remember how you know, how dire that situation was. Was there a, a, a game? Was there a moment? Was there like a recruiting victory where at that moment you knew, hey, we're going to flip this thing? Yeah, well, I, I never wavered. I would say this. I didn't know when or how it was going to look, but I knew we were going to get it done. I absolutely knew that. And there was a never a day where I said we weren't. But I will say this. When Sam Kraft chose to come to the University of Memphis, that was a big deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I think it was, it was, you know, his dad was a very good player there, but Sam had other opportunities. He's really the first player that really could have gone other places that, that chose to stay home. And I think it was part of it was Daryl Dickey. Daryl Dickey played a huge role in that turnaround. And part of it was, I think, there were a group of kids that, that in the, the community that maybe weren't, maybe they couldn't go to Alabama, but they were very good players and, and high character kids that kind of like what I alluded to, just wanted to see some level of competence and they were willing to latch on. And Sam was the first one that really trusted us that, um, you know, he, basketball was a big deal for him. He trusted us that we would let him play basketball, that we would find a ways to make these things work, that we were in it for him. And um, he was the, the first one. And then, the first moment on the field was we were going into our third year, and um, we had a really rough schedule. I, I really didn't much care for our schedule. I mean, we, had, we were at um, Old Miss and at UCLA, and at the time UCLA was really good. Um, I wanted to play just one of those games, yep. not, not two. And um, we go and we run the first play of the game on offense, and we call this RPO, and Paxton meshes the ball and throws an absolute deed that hits the receiver before my head can even turn to, to like, see where the ball is supposed to go. It's already hit the receiver in the hands. And in that instant, in that moment, I thought, we might have some. You know, this, this finally looks like a real, a real football team in that moment. We went on to lose that game closely but had a really good season and – and the rest is kind of that was that was the UCLA game, yeah, the UCLA game. I remember yeah. that one because there was like it was on the it was on the Pac-12 network, and like Memphis didn't get the Pac-12 network. There there were only like two bars in town where you could watch it. And everybody was like packing in, <laughs> but I, I remember that one too because you guys did compete against a and I, and I and I and I and I remember having the same exact thought like, man, if they're doing this, you know, like maybe. You know, maybe maybe Justin is about to do this thing. So yeah, it's 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 interesting that you you mentioned that game because that's that was that did feel like a turnaround. Well, the kids competed and they weren't shocked. You know, I you know sometimes and that was the, one of the things that was interesting when you start to talk about that the mind of a player that 
that hasn't been very good or that the teams haven't had success, there's this huge hurdle of trying to get over, you know, actually really, we call it real self-confidence, actually believing that you're going to find a way to get something done. And our guys played in that game, and we lost, but um, they were really talented, particularly, well, really on both sides of the ball, UCLA was. But um, we weren't shocked. Like, we didn't, we weren't in the middle of the second quarter and everybody's freaking out because it was a real ball game. Like, we were focused and playing, and that kind of led me to feel like we might have something. Well, coach, as media, as media now, now that you're one of us, you and you and you know the Memphis media. You know, hell, you know the characters and all the players in it. I, I just, I, I wonder. You know, one of the things we talk about radio media members. Oh, that coach was accessible. He gave us all the access in the world. Oh, I had a great relationship with him. As a football coach, how important or unimportant is it a coach's relationship with the media as it relates to selling the program, access, all that? You're now, you've been on both sides of it. Is it important? Is it not important? No, it is. And I've screwed it up both ways, quite honestly. You know, like I've, 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 I've made, I made plenty of mistakes at Virginia Tech uh, concerning that part of it. And um, I tried to – it was kind of interesting when we got to Memphis. Everybody was upset because there was no – I don't know what the actual rules are, but there was very limited accessibility. Well, then I made it accessible and nobody came anyway. <laughs> like, we were we were yeah. so bad nobody really came anyway but they just i felt like i felt like by and large they just wanted to know they could if they wanted to mm-hmm. and um so it is an element of it and and you know one of the things that we had and when i say we i mean my wife and i and my my young family when we were in Memphis, is there were people that looked out for us in terms of easy wins for us that i think is so important for a coach whether that was daryl dickey um, whether that was Brad Martin, um, whether, whether that was various people throughout the community that looked out for us and said, hey, Justin, you may want to do this. It won't be that hard, but you'll enjoy it. Yeah. And um, I, think, I think it'll be good for your program. And we did all of those. And to be honest with you, I had a blast doing them. I really did. The, people ask me all the time the best part of living in Memphis, and it's the easiest answer ever is the people. The best, most intelligent, most caring, loving, passionate people uh, live in Memphis, and um, that was the that was the part that I grew to really, really love. And I took my next job at Virginia Tech, and it was a completely dem- different demographic in terms of none of those people lived in Blacksburg. Mm. Like they're all in Northern Virginia, they're all in Richmond, um, they're all in the Washington D.C. area. Where in Memphis, it's just you. You know, like, you know, we you can talk about the location in Mississippi and where it is in the state of Tennessee, but it's basically just us, right? It's just Memphis. That's right. And that was a really cool part of it because all those people were accessible. And, um, you know, this is a long way for me to tell you, yes, I do. I do think those things are important, but you have to not let them become a distraction to your team. It's a delicate balance now. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes, it can become too much really quickly. We're talking to Justin Fuente here on the show, former University of Memphis coach, going to be on the radio broadcast as an analyst for the first responder bowl. Um, look, you know, we, we haven't talked since, um, but, but uh, you know, I, 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 I made some really big predictions uh, about you and Virginia Tech, and, and look, I, I, will, I will hold those. I will gladly, and I would make them all over again. But as you've, as you've had some sort of time to – you know, reflect there at Virginia Tech, like, <clears throat> what, what didn't work? Yeah, 
Well, I mean, there is a lot of things, and, you know, I, I've given this time to reflect on myself and ways I could have handled things. A lot of things changed during my time there in terms of how college football is run. It's not even remotely the same as it was my first year at Memphis. And um, we tried our best to adapt to those things. Um, but, you know, I, I made some mistakes staffing-wise um, that – Right from the start, that I should that I should have that I knew after a little bit that I needed to change that I didn't change, and eventually I got it right. But it was a little bit late. Then COVID hit and all that sort of stuff. Our program was actually in really good shape, um, and then COVID and and all those sorts of things came along, and we didn't win as much the last couple of years as we should have, quite honestly. Um, but you know, and then there's also a deal like there there's a reason they say don't ever take the job after after the guy. Okay, and it has nothing to do with the previous guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like it, it has nothing to do with Frank Beamer. Frank Beamer lived in my neighborhood, was great, his wife's wonderful. It has nothing to do with him. It's just you have a place that's um, emboldened to do things a certain way for so long. It's very difficult to change. It's the people around that have a hard time doing something a little bit differently. I know when I took the Memphis job, it was basically – People said, okay, we have not been very good. Tell us what you want. You know what I mean? That's basically the attitude when we took over at Memphis. We took over at Virginia Tech. It was a little bit more like, yep. yeah, we've been, we haven't been as good as we want to be the last couple of years, but this is kind of how we do things. And it was just a struggle. You know, those things add up, and yep. you, know, you, get some, you get some of that stuff going, and it just it makes it hard. Well, uh, look, I have no doubt, uh, and my default setting as it relates to you has always been if you can achieve what you did at Memphis in as little a time as you did, you are undeniably a great coach. The question for you is, when are you going to do it again? Um, what, I know your name did come up for North Texas. They made a hire. Um, you know, how do you approach getting back into the game of college football? Well, basically, I would boil it down to this. I've had some preliminary conversations with everyone. I'm really happy. I'm pretty well connected at North Texas in terms of just knowing people and where I live right now and so on and so forth. And and I think they made a a fantastic hire. I I basically got to the point where I just knew that I couldn't make the commitment to get back into – I'm not talking about North Texas particularly, but anywhere. I couldn't make the commitment. I just couldn't get myself to say – I got really excited about jumping into a job. I got fired up about that, but I'm not, I couldn't get myself to the point where I was excited about three to five, you know, to seven years of, mm-hmm. of going to go do that. Because it's not a deal where you can just, you just take the job and if it doesn't work out, you just move on. Like you hire, you're like a corporation. You hire an entire group of people and their families. You, you can't walk away. You know, once you're in, you're, you're all the way in for the long haul. And I just couldn't bring myself to, to, to get to that point. It didn't have anything to do with the transfer portal or yeah. not loving coaching. I love coaching. And I think I'm a better coach right now in this moment than I've ever been in my entire life. I just, I just need to come to that place emotionally where I'm willing to give up the things that I've got right now, which is mm. time with my three young kids and mm. I'm at all of their games and, you know, really highly active in their life. Awesome. I just, I just wasn't really ready to, to give all that up. just yet. No, I, that, that totally makes sense. And, and God bless contracts, right? <laughs> God bless Certainly. Co- mm-hmm. college football contracts. Um, 
I gotta ask you as a as a as a you know as a football coach, uh, we obviously lost. Uh, you know, one of the most influential college football coaches in the game this week in, in Mike Leach. H- ha- had you had any interactions with him? It feels like everybody, you know, and, and that is the mark of a great life, how many stories, you know, people have. Uh, have you had any interactions over the years with, with Coach Leach? Well, I tell you what, I'm glad you asked. I, I, in, in like 2000, I graduated college in 99, December of 99. So like in 2000, I'm knocking around, still trying to play and uh, one of my old coaches says, once you come to the coaching convention, which is an incredible event, okay, this one was in, in Atlanta, Georgia. So basically all the coaches from across the country come for three days and socialize. And when you're a guy that doesn't have a job, it's big time. Like you're going to get to see coaches and, you know, be in the same room as them or listen to them speak. It's really a cool deal. Well, long story short, my first coaching convention, I am a slap, right? Like I've never coached. One, I coached Powder Puff in high school. That's the only coaching experience I have. I'm just a former player. And the only coaches I know are coaches I played for, okay, which is the, the staff at Murray State that's now at Illinois State. Well, through a, a long, twisting road that I'll skip, I end up in the back of a Honda Civic, okay, on one side, Mike Leach in the middle, and three other Okay, non-district coaches about like myself driving through downtown Atlanta. Okay, Mike Leach at the time is the hottest name in America. Okay, he'd been the coordinator at the University of Oklahoma. He was now the head coach at Texas Tech. He'd been at Kentucky. This guy is somehow me, the, 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 just the biggest slap ever, is in the crammed in the back of the car with, with Mike Leach. And I'm like, how did this, how did this happen? And he is sitting there, and he finds out I'm from Oklahoma, and he starts to talk about the Gundy brothers. And he goes into this story about Mike and Kale Gundy. Mike, the head coach of Oklahoma State. Kale uh, was at Oklahoma for a long time. And he goes into this deal about how he asked Mike and Kale's dad if he were to put Mike and Kale in a sack, who would win? And I'm like, Coach Leach, a sack? And he's like, yeah, if we trap him in a sack and, and have him go at it. Who would, and this is what he's talking to, like, the elder Gundy, like Mike Gundy's dad. And he's telling the story. And I don't know. I, at the time, I'm like, I, I don't even know how to – I don't even know how to be in this conversation. And then he says, well, Mike, what if I gave you a hammer? If I gave Mike Gundy a hammer and Kale Gundy didn't have a hammer, how would they come out if they were in a sack and they were in a fight? And it's like – 45 minutes of this story, and we get out of the car, and I look at everybody else in the car, and we're like, we just rode with Mike Leach and had a 45-minute conversation about the Gundy brothers fighting in a sack. And I have no idea if, come to find out years later, no. I mean, um, no, Mike Leach wasn't drunk. He was just Mike Leach. He was just the most, you know, kind of entertaining, fun-loving, non-combative guy that would ride in the back of the truck. He's the hottest coach in America. He's riding in the back of a Honda Civic with a bunch of slaps. Conchar gives left baseline. Morant gets by quickly, hangs in the air. Oh, what a move. Are you kidding me? Tonight, the Memphis Grizzlies take on the Denver Nuggets. In Denver, we'll have the pregame at 8.30 with Gary Darby. The tip at 9 o'clock with Eric Hasseltine. Grizzlies, Nuggets on 92.9. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's Grizzlies station. You beat Vegas this football season? Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. No fancy computer algorithms, no guys 
odds across the pond, setting lines for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at the Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Hey, it's Howie at Robert Owen Jewelers, and I've got great gift ideas for anybody's budget, like diamond cross pendants starting at only $99. Free financing, bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Owen Jewelers, five locations or online at rijewelers.com. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. (laughs) Looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your health care provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at TreatCovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. Actually, you don't even have to touch them. With Skechers slip-ins, they just step in and go. Plus, they're so easy, they could be the first shoes your kids can put on by themselves. And Skechers slip-ins are great for older kids too they're quick easy and fun the secret is a unique comfort pillow in the heel that helps your child's foot slide securely into place and cradle it in comfort plus they're available in all types of sketcher styles with and without laces and most are machine washable so you can keep them looking newer longer get sketcher slip-ins the where have you been all my life shoes for your kids or for mom and dad today find sketcher slip-ins at a sketcher store sketchers.com or wherever stylish shoes are sold 0650 acquisition fee, 30,000 miles per year, 20 cents excess mileage, zero security deposit, Forte PE 545, 584, MSRP 2150, Sorrento PG 172-274, MSRP 3270, includes all rebates and incentives, must finance through KFA Hyundai, excludes tax title and license with approved credit, CD for complete details, offer valid through 1-3-2023, South Randy here at Gossett Kia South Mount Moriah, and we're gearing up for the season of giving back. And if you buy a car now through December 31st, Kia will make a donation to our very own St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Hey, Jeff, my man took the day off to visit Santa to get his list ready, so I've got the helm today. And to celebrate, we've got 2023 Kia Forte LXS. 41 MPG Highway, 234 a month, 36 month lease, 2799 doing signing. And 2023 Kia Sorento LX388 a month, 36 month lease, 3499 doing signing. Plus, you always get the 10 year, 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. And if we don't have it today, we'll order it for you. You won't pay over MSRP at Gossett Kia South Mount Moriah. And like Jeff says, whether you live in Horn Lake, South Haven, Olive Branch, or Memphis, you'll be happy, happy at Gossett Kia Mount Moriah. 2680 Mount Moriah or KiaMountMoriah.com. Tigers football real quick, Jeff. Does it give you more optimism about Ryan Silverfield's chances of getting this thing where it needs to be next season, the fact that they've kept it seemingly as many as they have and that there aren't more Tigers in the transfer portal? I must say, Jeff, I've been pleasantly surprised. I think there's there's no question that's true. I had a conversation with Laird recently, too, about this. And and one of the things, listen, I, 
<laughs> anyone would, would prefer it if Dion were the new coach at Memphis, for example. He wasn't going to be, right? I mean, right. He wasn't going to be. That wasn't going to happen. He's going to kind of whatever. But there would be, you can imagine the excitement if that were happening. Um, and it's been kind of depressing over the last few years to see the natural, see the regression that has happened. Um, Having said that, I never thought they were going to make a change. And I do believe that once a course is established, um, all you can do is try to find reasons for optimism and, and you don't have to look hard to find reasons for optimism. The fact that, that the quarterback's coming back, the fact that the tight end is coming back, really the two best offensive players are coming back. Um, and the fact that we haven't seen um, some uh, exodus. And then honestly, like, I do believe this. I was, I was talking to Laird about the silver field decision. There was never really even a decision. But one of the – I'm convinced of this. Laird didn't just keep Ryan because there was no money to buy him out. Like that, that does happen at places, right? Mm-hmm. Laird really does believe in Ryan. Now we'll see if that's misplaced or not misplaced, you know, by the results of next year. And I have my own, you know, a, a slight skepticism at this point, but he really believes in terms of seeing the behind the scenes stuff, the way the program operates, the, all of that, 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 he runs a good program. And I do think the fact that you don't see some, you know, exodus mm-hmm. helps support that view that there's some really good things going on in there and they just haven't manifested on the field. Now, again, I'm a little bit skeptical of that, but, but I'm I do very, I'm very, very, again, I'm, I'm, cynic, I'm cynical. I'm cynical that in the, because here's the thing. It's all gray. It's all gravy, you know, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff. But you know, I, I honestly believe that's one of those things you just talk yourself into. You just look for reasons to believe. You think there are behind-the-scenes stuff that is, is a mess. Like, you know it's a mess. Yes. You know people are unhappy. Like, but like, nobody said that compare, Memphis football was a mess. That was never the contention. The, the contention was no, not that this is a disaster. Compare it, compare, it, compare it to Tubby, right? We knew that not only the results were inadequate under Tubby. Yeah. We knew that the processes were on inadequate under Tubby, right? Yep. We, we knew that. Yep. We, we knew all kinds of things were going wrong. I am choosing, if you are choosing to be optimistic about Ryan, there are at least some things that you can say, all right, that, these are the things. Oh, that, but, that, but, that's a, that, but that is a, cho- that that is is a, a choice. choice that is a choice. No, <laughs> and it's in, informed. In it's informed, yeah. and I'm going to have something coming out about this. It is informed by that there is no money, and that the same people that you would have to turn to, the same 15 to 20 people that you would have to turn to to come yes. up with the money, but they don't want to give. It's also true that they didn't ask. Like they, they it's not really because they driven don't. They, you don't have to ask when you know no, the answer. It's not really driven by that. In other words, you're suggesting that, and there's a difference here. And I'm not saying Laird is right, right? But there's a difference between my God, I'd like to make a change, but I can't. We have to make a change. I'd like to make a change, but there's no money to make a change, right? Yep. There's a difference between that yep. and I don't want to make a change. I believe in him. They may not believe in him. And by the way, there's also no money even if I did want to make a change. Yep. I think that's it. And, and all you have to do yes. is look at the way Laird is wired and the way Ryan is wired. Those are the same people in a way. You know, in, in, from that perspective, Laird 
is not like I would love to get rid of Ryan if I if I didn't have the money. Yep. That's just not where he is. Well, I also I, I again I this this is I don't know this I don't I don't but I, but this is what I truly think I think it's 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 a lot of things it's that. They don't have the money. It's that Laird doesn't necessarily have a, a replacement in mind. It's that um, it's not so disastrous that it's like I have to do this. All those things are true. All you know, those things are true. So, but it's also so that's when you look for okay, give me reasons to keep, you know, as opposed to make change, and you'll find them. It's not that bad. It's just not good. I don't. I've never argued it's good. I've never argued it's good. What I'm arguing is is that Laird himself didn't want to make a change, even if he had sitting on $20 million. He but would not he, have he would also would never say that. He would also never say. No, but I, but I know I'm, we're guessing what I actually believe though. Do you believe that Laird wanted to make a change, but just didn't have the money? I believe. I he, do believe he didn't have the money. I but believe, believe he wanted to make a change. And I mean, would have, but for the money. I, I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. He also wants to be right about his guy, right? I mean, then that, you know, you made the hire. That too. I mean, are we saying thing. That's, that, that we it, 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 it is ultimately Laird's track record on the line here too. Right. I, I, I'm just telling you, again, I'm not saying I believe anymore. I'd fire like, you. Yeah, that's what, that's what I want to do. I want to fire you. No, here the same way. In foolish. the same way that you asked me, do I think Memphis is going to beat Auburn? And I, if I had to pick one or the other, I'll hope for Memphis, but I'm going to pick Auburn. I'll, in the same way, if you ask me, will Ryan be the coach two years from now? Right. I bet no. Yeah. I would bet no. But I'm I'm going to hope that he rolls to 12 wins next year. I do too. What choice do we have? That what choice do we have? That is exactly right. Hey Jeff, appreciate you. Thank every you, Jeff. Have weekend. a great weekend. Thanks, brother. You got a project that you've been meaning to get to, you've been putting off, but now you want to tackle it. You want a pro to handle the work. That's where Chris McCauley comes in. Or if you have some storm damage to your roof, Chris McCauley can handle that too. He got my roof covered at no out-of-pocket cost to me. When he comes out, let him know you heard about him on the Jason and John Show. He's going to throw in a free roofing upgrade. And that's why this number is so important, 487-7096. From roof all the way to renovation questions, Chris McCauley's got you covered. Can check him out. Voted most popular roofing company. That should mean something to you. Don't forget to mention Jason and John. You'll get that free roofing upgrade. McCauley Roofing and Renovations. Hi, I'm here on USPTO. It's almost the end of the year, and if you don't put me on a timesheet, I will be gone forever. Use me or lose me. Let's get away. It's getaway time. Get our best deals of the season on a new Hyundai. It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR, zero payments for 90 days, and 500 bonus cash on select vehicles. Hurry to your local Hyundai dealer. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offer ends 1323. Call 1-562-314-4603 for complete offer details. Portions of today's program are pre-recorded. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-543-3399. That's 800-543-3399. 800-543-3399. How would you like to know that you're buying the ultimate Christmas gift that will make any guy on your list freak out? If you want to do that, buy the machine gun shoot 
at Top Gun Memphis. You used to fly to Vegas to do this. Now you can do it here. Three different machine guns, ammo included. They will get to shoot for just $99. They will love it. They will use it, and they will freak out. Buy the ultimate Christmas gift, TopGunMemphis.com. That's TopGunMemphis.com. The machine gun shoot, TopGunMemphis.com. There's a lot of famous Joes out there. Heck, there's even a lot of average Joes out there. But in the auto collision repair business, there's no one more famous than Joe Stewart Body Shop. Family owned since 1969 with an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Joe Stewart specializes in the luxury lines like Mercedes, BMW, Jaguar, Land Rover, Acura, Honda. But they can make any vehicle shine like new again. And they've been voted a Memphis Most Best Auto Body Collision Repair seven years running by the Commercial Appeal. Call 901-323-2296 in Memphis or 901 901- 850-0022 in Collierville or visit online at joestewartbodyshop.com What's up, fam? Trista Crick is the host of Bet MGM Tonight. Part of Odyssey. She joins us every Tuesday. Bonafide hate tour of any Memphis football player that is in the NFL. And she... she but like, I, I mean, like, I do feel like this needs to be discussed, like, publicly. Because enough is enough. I I don't know what you mean. I just say what I say and let the chips fall. And if they happen to come from Memphis, so be it. You you had a you had you know because because we're gonna get to the survey here in a minute, right? We're gonna but I just feel like you know Antonio Gibson drew your ire, and then you had a whole thing. You had a whole tirade on Twitter yesterday about how you're basically fading Tony Pollard. What's going on? What? Well, what I said was, Jason, don't let him steer well, he you. He does this all the time, so I'm listening. I, I, I realize right, who we're dealing I, with. What I said was, as much as I love Tony Pollard, because I have actually been on a Tony Pollard train since he was probably drafted. Like, you know, how you, as a Cowboys fan, you or as an NFL fan of any team, as soon as your team takes someone, in the draft, you're like, all right, let me go on YouTube and see what they've got. And I'm like, oh, he's shifty. Mm-hmm. He can pass out of the backfield. He can be a little slot receiver. He's quick. He can, you know, absorb contact and still go. But it's not really about Tony Pollard. So I've been a fan of Tony Pollard before he became this sexy new gadget guy, right? Yep. And now people are saying, well, Tony Pollard's going to be like Debo Samuel. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. First and foremost... Shanahan is way on another level than Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. He'll run circles around you. Number two, the offensive line for San Francisco is just on another level than what Dallas has going on right now as well. Tyron Smith, another injury to him as his hamstring comes off of his entire bone. He's probably going to be out for the entire year. You've got uh, Terrence Steele, who you may or may not know is has been in the past a turnstile. So do I trust someone like Tony Pollard to break out like Debo Samuel, not with these factors mm-hmm. playing out, but if it was, if it was on another team, like maybe that would be a different story. Yeah, no, that, that's all fair. That's all fair. But Tony Pollard is a, he, you'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I am so bullish on his career. Like they're going to, they're going to squeeze whatever they can out of Zeke that well, one I, year. I, I, I'm with Trista. I think it's fair to like the year that Tony Pollard's going to have and still be excited about the player that he is. But, 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 but then still to say, but it's not going to be Debo Samuel. No, fair. I think, I think all that's fair. Not this year, but next. Stop. Next year when he starts <laughs> to get like the when he starts to get the touches like that. You know what I mean? Like I think he'll, we need. 
Sean Payton to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. We need Mike McCarthy fired. We need a whole new offensive line. There's a lot of factors. And we also need Zeke out of this system completely. Yeah, that's coming. Now, so, something else that, 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 that should be brought up is uh, you, you sent me the, uh, the survey from, uh, I guess, you know, Jeff Goodman put it out about the, you know, this rudeness survey uh, across the country. And Memphis somehow wound up on a list ahead of New York City. For for I mean which which is like I mean you've been in New York like New York is the epitome of rude there is no metro area that is more rude than people who live in New York City. I actually love New York. I find it to be widely overrated in terms of the rudeness factor. I think it's like there's just a level of and maybe you guys have felt this from me because they, people tell me I have like a New York vibe or a New York attitude. There's a level of bluntness and a tone. It's not like a, not like a. Oh, hey, hey, guys, how you doing? It's like, yo, what can I get you? And that's not meant to be rude. That's just like, let's get to the point here. It's a city of fifteen million, all stuck on a couple of islands. So I was looking though at the factors, the most common rude behaviors in on the list, and the reason that you guys got beat down is you're very noisy. Apparently, people in Memphis very noisy in public. And you don't let people merge into traffic. Well, we don't use turn signals in Memphis. That is a that is a. I mean, think about our driving. Yeah, we were thinking more along the fast food service and yeah, and that, the, the service industry. But I didn't think about us as drivers. We are we are kind of rude when it in comes Me- to our in driving. In Memphis, you know? in Memphis, when you like go to like a uh, you know like a fast food place, you'll mm-hmm. get you'll be treated a lot as if you're inconveniencing the person. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like. Like, oh, wait, I'm paying you. Right, no, five 100%. Behaviors, number five behaviors. Being absorbed by your phone in public, not letting people merge in traffic, not slowing down around pedestrians, being noisy in public, and not acknowledging strangers. I, 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 solve some for us, Trista. You just—you were talking about New York folks, and it got me to thinking. Yep. This show has a has a, a, a thing with Pete Davidson. Um, we come down on very opposite ends. For you, Pete Davidson, very talented or very untalented and overrated? Man, such a great question. I think he is <laughs> limitedly to limitedly talented. Wow! But he's got a big energy, and so. I think his energy is so charismatic and he's so still magnetic while being simultaneously so damaged and like knows that he's damaged and acknowledges that he's going through it. And so I think that even adds to his uh, level of authentic, like relatability to Mm -hmm. the common person. And like, He's just, especially on SNL, just a totally different breed for him to go on SNL as early as he did in his life. I I would say, like, you have to be talented in some ways. I would consider him to be funny, where I consider him to be, like, dynamically multifaceted and talented. No. Should I be shocked that he pulled Kim Kardashian? I'm also not shocked at that. John thinks it's because he's funny. I tried to explain to him that that's not that wasn't the case at all. Well, my, I, you're, you, you mean you can speak to that this, he pulled Kim because because he's my, funny. My theory is if you know if you if you can you know make a, you know a person laugh of the opposite sex like you're you're probably in there like swimwear kind of a thing. No, no, no. Thank, thank you, Trista, for schooling this young man. <laughs>
I mean, that's been, but that, like, thank I, you, Trista, I, I, so but, much. But it's like, if I go through, if I go through my past, right, then uh, I would say the common theme would be I could make every single yeah. partner laugh. So I would say that's a nice benefit, and it's a for many people a significant starting point. But that is not the indication that you are in there like swimwear. If there is no attraction or there's no vibe in that sexual way, I don't care if you're Eddie Murphy. Like it's not going down. Mm -hmm. The funny, the funny level is not going to make the panties come off. Okay, but I'm saying though, if you are, if you are, sounds like we're dealing with a simp here. Oh, now I'm a simp. I'm I'm just saying, in terms of some of the things you believe. Now I'm a simp. No, I am asking. So say you're in a one-on-one conversation with somebody, right? Like just in a one-on-one conversation, and it's like a, you know, it's. I'm I'm not saying it has to be a date, but say you're just like sitting next to somebody at a bar or whatever, right? And and Mm -hmm. you're getting into a conversation with somebody. You would you would laugh at their jokes even if you didn't think they were attractive. Yeah, because they were funny. Okay, those okay. two things aren't connected. Okay, I mean, I, I okay. You have. I just feel like she has spoken. I feel like mo. Okay, that's then I, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I just felt like what, again. My success has been say, you know. Well, you have been living a life that is upon a a frame of reference that is not true. I would say that. <laughs> That yep. women who are laughing at at your jokes may or may not be interested, but that's not the indication. And if they're if you're being funny and you're spitting fire and they're not laughing, that's like an indication that I'm completely closed off to any relationship with you, friends or not. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you could say, "Well, she's laughing, so she's into me." Well, th- but, th- but there's but there's something. There's something. No. There, there's something. <laughs> I mean, there's like a possibility of a friendship that, that doesn't necessarily lead. I don't know if I would say, okay, that's how I know she's interested. If she makes uh, physical contact to you, like touches your arm multiple times in a conversation, if she knows you or doesn't know you, like, ah, ha, ha, and then touches you and leaves it there on your leg or mm-hmm. arm and then gives you a little looky look. Maybe then the, the laughter is the way into the physical contact. But no, I don't think laughing is the number one sign that someone has got the green light because I love to laugh. I love to make people laugh. I am laughing at other people's jokes. But those people have, like, no shot. There's a lot of people who have zero shot with me that I think are funny. So, John, zero. <laughs> now you understand. Now, here's something I'm not interested, Trista, in, and maybe you can interest me. I see you've tweeted about it. I, I loved Game of Thrones. I can't, I can't watch. So far, I'm bored to death on House of the Dragon. Now, apparently, I'm, we're on opposite sides of this. Can you, can you interest me that this is going to go better? We're going to have more dragons, and this will be just as good? Because it looks like you think oh, so. Oh, it's going to be. What, what I would do if I was you, Jason, I would get into the little, like, nerd discussions where they tell you about what the plot's going to be. Okay. I'm okay with the spoilers. I'm fine with the spoilers, and I'm like, oh, wait, that happens? And so now I'm, like, in. I know where Got this you. is heading. Yep. It's not heading to a good place, obviously, because it's Game of Thrones. We know that things end up in a disastrous right. manner. But the plot line is awesome. Like, I, I read it because I was kind of confused after episode one. The plot yeah. line is awesome. Obviously, uh, Rhaenyris, or whatever her name is, the young queen, the you know the girl who's the protagonist of the show, you know, things are going to be wild for her. 
all kinds of crazy stuff is going to go down. Okay, I'm going to trust you here. So are you convinced now? Did she sell you? Oh, I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to do like she said. I'm going to go do a little homework beforehand and not worry so, so much about spoiling. Can I then, go through some of the other rude things that they say that Memphis does? Sure. Oh, I, by I, all I, means. You guys I, I, tell I, me. I thought we had already You did. guys can tell me if it's true or not? Yeah. Please. I will tell Uh-oh. you. All right. Uh, being rude to service staff. You're going to have some of that for sure. They're going to be All rude right. to you in most uh-huh. cases. But, but it, it's, it's, not, a, it's a two-way street. Not respecting personal space. See, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I we have an issue I haven't with encountered that. that. I don't think much. we have an issue yeah. with that. You will get your space down here. Yeah, I have, I have not encountered yeah. that nearly as much. <laughs> this one's really funny. This one's really, really funny to me because it's one of my bugaboos. Watching videos in public. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I don't. It doesn't stick out. I think the, the more so, like people will be on speakerphone in public. And Man, members. we'll be talking into that thing, <laughs> walking just as loud and taking over oh the whole office. Memphians yeah. are notorious users of headsets, talking to their friends. Yeah, be talking into the phone like it's Subway or something. But the whole line gonna hear what that conversation is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things yeah. Though, no, we do, do this here. Yes. No, we're saying speaker. Like they'll have, they'll you'll hear everything. You'll hear yeah. that. You won't hear the videos as much. You'll hear the actual conversation. Oh, my God. So people will FaceTime in public as well. All of that. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Bluetooth. And you're going to hear the whole that conversation. The yep. Yep. Oh, my God. And then they'll, like, look at you like, what? What? Yeah. What like, do you want? Why are you looking at my like, FaceTime? You're talking to me? <laughs> yeah. No, that's, yeah. It's, that's definitely that's a, that's a problem. Yep. The, the other ones we've already said. So, wow. That's, yeah, I mean, that's a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah. I just feel like. Yeah, uh, Trista will. She won't want to visit, man. If you don't tell her, you know some of the good things about Memphis. How's that? How's that pitch going? By the way, your uh, your, your your soiree in, in Memphis basketball. It's. You know, I mean, the pitch is underway. I sent an email yesterday. You can you can like you can you know spin it like you're also trying to like you know you want to dive in the belly of the beast, the second rudest city in the in in, in the world, you know. And can, can you can you come out alive? Yeah. Yeah. We go underground to the top five rudest cities in America. Philadelphia, That's right. That's Boston, Massachusetts, Memphis, Tennessee, <laughs> Detroit, Crazy. Michigan, New York City. All happen to have Odyssey stations, and we go underground to find out how rude these people are. 100%. You know what makes me want to be rude is, is and, I, and we are going to ask at least one sports question, and we were having this conversation right before you came on, the idea that Lamar Jackson does not have his contract yet. Um, that that makes me very upset. It makes me want to like live up to the n- the number two rudest city in the, in the in the country, and I want to like tweet the Baltimore Ravens because I just feel like this is absurd. He's a former MVP. He's 25 years old. He's never had any real weapons yet. He's led the 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 Ravens to the fourth winningest record in the league since he came in. What am I missing? I think the one thing we as fans and we as sports betters can say is that a hungry Lamar is going to eat the league alive. And so for me, it's exciting. I hate that for him because I want everyone to get their money and you never want to have somebody in a contract situation that maybe they, God forbid, get hurt or something happens and then they're, you know, who knows. But in terms of betting, and I was just looking at week one lines, Ravens minus seven over the Jets might be one of my favorite bets of week one. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is a travesty, I agree. I think they need to pay him. I think they need to give him whatever he asked for. Obviously, he's representing himself, so that makes the deal harder to get done, I would imagine. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's 
absolutely absurd that he hasn't been paid, considering that other people around the league have already been paid. I mean, I really including do. Deshaun Watson. I, I think it would be like the Grizzlies playing hardball with Ja Morant. You know, I think it's on that level. It's like, can you imagine the Grizzlies just saying to Ja, hey, you know, we're not going to give you the full Supermax. You know, we're going to. No, you, you, you give the guy what he's earned, you know, because you know what he means to your city and you know what he means to your town and your, and, and your team. So it bothers me, and I, you know, I, 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 part of me wishes he had an agent because I do think this would have gotten sorted out, you know, less messy than it's gotten. Um, but, you know, and he's in your neck of the woods, right? I mean, you know, Baltimore DMV. So, I mean, I, I hope, uh, you know, I, I definitely hope it gets done. All right, well, we will see you soon, Trista. Looking forward Absolutely. to it. Absolutely, and and you talk about new drivers. Baltimore has some of the rudest driver drivers in America. Maybe so. I maybe the maybe number one, maybe top. Yeah, we don't. Uh, oh. We don't. You know, we don't use turn signals here. But you gotta be careful because, like, it gets it can get it can get pretty. You know, it can escalate quickly in Memphis too. So it's like, oh really? Oh, for sure, for sure. I don't like that. I don't like that. I'll just let people come into my lane, then. I guess I'll just die on the highway. Other than, you know, I don't want to start a war. Yeah, I'm a very, like, I'm a very defensive driver. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I am, like, I, I will go 45 miles an hour if I have to on the E-way. Not even a question. You can't give people dirty looks on the expressway now. They might have a gun in the car, Trista. They might shoot at it, you. Like, that literally goes down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going down here in D.C., so. too. Have you heard some of the news? We've got a lot popping out here in the DMV also. Yeah, it's... Uh, Keep your head on a swivel. That's exactly right. For sure. That's exactly right. All right, sure. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. Thank you, Trista. Love you guys. Yeah, talk to you later. She is Trista Craig. Join us every single Tuesday here on the show. Just crushing my dreams, man. You know? I, I just, That was like a theory that I held for a long time. It really was. That it's you, like... But maybe it's a correlation versus a causation kind of thing, right? You see this woman who was, was sleeping with Stephanie and Bolton's... Uh, soon to be ex-husband. See what Stephanie Bolton well, that did. Was wild. Pow pow. Yes. And it could have like that could have. What's it? We we could joke about it wow. because it went through the back seat or whatever. But if she had, what if what if the woman hits the brake? Attempted murder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So she got charged with attempted murder. Did she, she not? Should. This yes. is crazy. She was about to perform at the Halloran Center. This Bananas. Week. It's crazy. Bananas. That, that and this is about to be your ex-husband, right? Yes. But you that hot about it that you're. They were willing to she shoot at another woman. To, she sought her out. Man, they to, were coming out. Yeah, coming out of the hot works. Yes. Like this is happening right here in Appland Farms. Is right over there in my neck of the woods. My goodness. Shoot 360. Holidays are here. I can't think of a better gift idea than a membership for your niece, your nephew, your son, or your daughter. Than a membership to Shoot 360. It's backed by our man Thad Young. It's right here in Memphis, and the same technology that's available there. It's the same technology that Steph uses, Clay uses, your favorite shooters in the NBA. What is Shoot360? It's a place where your son, daughter, niece, nephew is going to go and get better at the sport of basketball, refine their jump shot, learn what they need to work on, passing drills, dribbling drills, all there at a basketball haven in Shoot360. And I'm here to tell you as the parent of an 8-year-old that make it super affordable, I pay $130 a month uh, for Chris's two martial arts classes a week. Now that's one hour per class. For $130 per month on a one-year commitment, you're going to get unlimited access to the state-of-the-art equipment, the development coaches, the weight training. They've got it all. It's the future of basketball training right here in Memphis. The future is now at Shoot360. Go see them out at 85 Market Center Drive in Kyerville. From now until Christmas, for the first time ever, stop by Sissy's Log Cabin and take advantage of our Diamond Trade-Up event where you can receive up to 120% on your trade in diamond. Only at Sissy's Log Cabin. 
Southland Casino Hotel and Pepsi Zero Sugar are bringing in the new year with a truckload of prizes, including a part of nearly $250,000 in prizes, plus a chance to ride into the new year in a new Ford F-150. Don't miss your chance to zero in on a win. New Year's Eve at the all-new Southland Casino Hotel. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. See Lucky North Club for details. Must be 21 plus. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Ford is not a sponsor. See southlandcasino.com for official rules. Zone, Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. At Target, make the holidays a breeze with same-day pickup and delivery. Order today and get it today by choosing free drive-up, free order pickup, or same-day delivery when you order on Target.com or through the Target app. This season, get festive faster and holiday the easy way with Target's same-day pickup and delivery. Choose free drive-up, free order pickup, or same-day delivery on everything you need for the holidays. Only at Target. Now, speaking of Las Vegas, there's not an NBA team there yet, but they were hosting this G League Ignite game uh, right outside of Las Vegas in Henderson, which is where everybody lives, right? If you if you live in Las Vegas, you live in Henderson. You don't live in Vegas, you live right outside. Um, and there was a there was quite a character, quite a man, quite a name in this game. It wasn't Scoot Henderson? Was not Victor Winbanyama, who both have great names in and of themselves. No, it was uh, a gentleman who went by the name of. Ho, you fat, and this is uh, this is from Kevin Hart on uh, on the entire ordeal. Assault, curling off the screen, driving baseline. Ho, you fat with a three. Yes, I just said that. It's that man's name. Don't tweet at me. I don't want to tweet from anybody. That's the man's name. Would you like to see Ho, you fat on the back of a Sixer uniform? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, Ho, you fat. You just have to make sure that that announcer isn't sitting in front of nobody that can assume that they're talking about them. Like, you know, that's a situation where you got to be in a booth by yourself. Ho, you fat. Who you talking to? I know you ain't calling me no ho. No. I said, ho, you fat. Well, I ain't fat. No, you're not listening to me. I said, ho, you fat. That's what I said. I heard what you said, and I ain't no ho, and I ain't fat. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to ho, you fat. I think that that, I think that honestly... For the, for the sake of the league and the temperature and climate of our world today, we got to put black tape on the front of his name. And you just got to go by you fat, right? You got you to take the hoe off. Take the hoe off. Let's just go with you fat or hoe you. One of them got to go. Either the fat got to go or the hoe got to go. But they got to make a choice. What do you? What do you? Uh, by the way, I mean the the the, the people. I could not believe not when I saw funny. that right, on the that back of his jersey. I think I think it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I, they were Kevin gassing Hart's him up. Be here they on were, the twenty first. They were gassing him up though. They were uh, whoever that was, whoever that was interviews with. They were they were. Oh, I thought he was actually Gandhi. Funny there. Yeah, I thought he was. They were they were there. gassing him up. Um, Alexis Morgan got in on as well. We know her from formerly of Grind City. Mm-hmm. Right now with the NBA. Yeah, 2K, I think, right? Is it the, is the game separate, I suppose? I think it is, so, right? yeah. Okay. She said, need a whole you fat jersey for the next music festival, festival expeditiously. 
Uh, got thirteen thousand likes on that thing. There's yeah, a lot of ways the, you can go here. It's the expeditiously. Could not be- it is that the that adverb there. That, yeah, Joe Clark used the expeditiously. Oh, Joe Clark did. Yeah. Okay. From uh, <laughs> "Lean on Me" or whatever that heck. Expeditiously was. is a pretty funny word in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a vacuum, mm-hmm. especially as it relates to a man named Ho You Fat. Um, thinking about Pete Pranica saying "Ho You Fat takes the floor" is pretty funny. It is funny. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, there's no. What about "Ho you fat with the jam"? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because "Ho you fat" was on the break. My, I, I, I think about Eric Hazeltine having like you know he he weaves a uh, 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 you know he cuts quite a figure with the it's storytelling, poetic. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then it, usually the metaphor end of it, right, especially. Like, what would he say? Like he would, a he would say something like. And ho ya fat says, how you like that? Ho ya fat. You know, like, I mean, that, ah, ah, I mean, there would be something along those lines, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Remember the name. Take that. And, yeah. and ho ya fat says, you'll remember that for your whole life. Ho ya fat. That, like, that's Eric, you know, right, he, and right. that's we not, just, that's very much off the cuff. Like, yeah. there's a better way to be Eric, but he's going to tell a story. He's, Absolutely. He's going to weave the web. Eric is going to create. Wordsmith. Some dialogue. That is my favorite Eric Hasseltine. And he says, yes. And, yeah, like he'll, yeah. like, he'll. Metaphor. Like, and this is like, it's, and again, right. this is like, he is a brilliant, brilliant See, man. The, the oh, Metropolitans 92 need to get on this because the only jersey yes. you can buy of them right now is Win Banyama. But you, they right now could be selling this like hotcakes if they made the whole you fat jersey for sale. Yes. And they, I, I suspect that will happen. Yeah. You know what's interesting about Win Banyama? His name has been said so much, it's like you can kind of say it already. That's yeah, how much yeah, it's I've been said. I've that John's really good at it, but again... It's been know, said that much, though, in a day. He's got to get him. Well, yeah. yeah, I work for Let It Fly, so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm very familiar with all the top Y'all prospects. Had to be, oh, had has to Mike like already got that ago. one on lock? He, 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 you know, he's working it. I, I would imagine he's trying. Right. That's Being nice to have. Everybody named Mama wants I think that. He got, I, I do think he got a meeting. I don't know if I don't know if he ended up getting him. That's free money right there. That's awesome. If he got the meeting, though, that says a lot. You get Matt Carroll last year just to get in the door with that. Yeah, look at that. He's a game changer, man. That's why. That's what getting Paolo does for you, right? Absolutely, gets you in the door, right? With the, with get the you next some legitimacy and some credibility. Yeah, you know what I'm and saying. And to get it that quickly, that's impressive. I don't think he is. A t- I don't think he's trying to represent Ho Ya Fat. No, I, yeah, I don't think. He's oh, that's his miss. There. That's his mess. It is. A, it is a miss. Yeah, thirty uh, four year old Ho Ya Fat. Oh, the dude's thirty four. He's thirty four. Yeah, this is not his first. Well, it game. happens to all of us at that age. Yeah, you know, he, it started getting up there a little bit. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, very interesting name, no question. I don't, and I don't think there should be any erasure either. I think his his name is his name. You can't tell somebody that they can't show their full name. That's his name. You wouldn't shorten it if he was in the league. Like, oh, it's his name. It's his. It's his full name. You know. I mean, how do you think how you fat would feel if you take out part of his name? It's weird that his name is Steve. It, it was. Well, it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it is. It's, it's Steve Holy Fat. It's not like, is it I know Steve it, A? Well, it's French, so is it's it probably Steve a? Steve a or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's basically just Steve. No, it's like S-T-E-E-V-E. Ed. Steve Holy Fat. It's like Phil Holy Fat. You yeah, know? regular name. Ed. It's not like a... And I'm burying this. There's nothing about that name that's normal. No, nothing. you're right. It's like, except the first name, Steve. You know what I'm saying? That's how it'd be pronounced here by Pranica and Hasseltine. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I saw. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you couldn't ignore it, right? If you were watching that game, here come, you know, that announcer was his whole life right there. You could just maybe. Oh, I, I literally couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. I didn't rewind or anything else because I was so stuck on Wimbanyama 
But uh, yeah, man, when I saw it, I couldn't believe it. This, and guy, it, and it, this it, guy's it, real name is that. Ho, you fat. I mean, that is what it says. <laughs> Means oh, something entirely different. Fantastic. Now. Yeah, uh, but uh, that, <laughs> it's uh, it's remarkable, man. Shout out to Steve. Uh, That's the fat. best best one since he hate me. Probably the most talked oh, about yeah. well, yeah. in terms of alternative names well, on the back of jerseys. This is this is viral stuff here. Yeah. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis, where the legacy of sports is flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app and smart speakers say Play 92.9 ESPN, powered by DuckDuckGo. Santa Barkley's back, and this year he's giving new FanDuel customers exactly what they asked for. Unwrap the gift of a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 back in free bets when you sign up with promo code Fuller. F-U-L-L-E-R. You heard right. That's up to $2,500 back if your first bet 